Hello. Hello. It's uh, a special film Curtis Processes. We're live on the scene we are of here. Chicago. We're here International in Chicago. Fur Fest. <laughs> uh, let's just say we actually well, flew to China uh, to to Chicago to Chi Town. Yeah, we are here in and Chi-Town. that we logged onto a computer. We logged onto a computer in Ch- in Chicago, so we so that we could tickets. watch these fine region locked. <laughs> <laughs> we bought some plane tickets, and we're sitting in an internet cafe right now. We had to kick everybody out, um, and yeah. So now we're I mean, to okay. To be fair, the festival sponsor uh, Goldman Sachs did pay for our plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're bought and paid for it, baby. <laughs> Yeah, um, they're they're a huge huge supporter of the arts. They I mean, love course, yeah. uh, that David Byrne movie that they're playing. That every film festival is pushing for some reason. I, I do kind of want to see it, uh, but I also. Eh. I mean, I it's direct. Oh, Spike Lee directed it. Yeah, yeah, it's. I did not know that. That's wild. Yeah, it's it. It seems like he's uh, the sequel to Stop Making Sense. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, I, I I mean I can tell you right now it's it's a David Byrne thing. There's absolutely no way that it's not gonna be like immediately on some uh, torrenting website. On, on YouTube, <laughs> like you probably don't need to go see it through through a film festival. Yeah, but but something you do have to see through a film festival that we went and saw. Yeah, was uh, Careless Crime. Thank you. I was trying to remember what the name of it was. <laughs> Careless Crime. Uh, yeah, really, really awesome, interesting movie. We actually just uh, we just got out of the theater, uh, which is oh, we just barely... just just logged out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> just barely escaped. Just closed with our lives. X on the theater. Yeah. Um, so it's a movie about movies, uh, ostensibly. Uh, well. More kind of particularly, it's it is a uh, film out of Iran, um, which uh, you know we love we love Iranian cinema. Uh, it's all super super cool. There's actually a little shout out to close up in this movie. Um, I was actually gonna say yeah, I was literally gonna say it's like in a in an odd bring it all back uh, similar meta film. The close up has a little shout out in it near the near the end of the film. There's a, a very prominently featured poster for the movie that one of the main characters I think kind of like walks back and forth in front of. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, if you want to hear us talk which about th- close-up, I thought was cute. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about close-up, we actually have a patron exclusive film critters throws it back episode starting at five dollars over at patreon.com slash film critters. Go check it out. But um, yeah, this movie's this movie was uh, really cool. It's about uh, it's basically kind of about the so in 1978 there was this uh, theater fire uh, in Iran that kind of set set off. Um, this uh iranian revolution of uh 1979 i think it was 79 actually uh the fire in the theater ended up killing uh, about 478 people something like that um uh i've I've got it up right now it's um it was the cinema rex fire yes uh august 19th 1978 uh at least 420 possibly probably more um and the reason it was a big Essentially, like a big terrorist, like flat, like moment, like a historical moment, is because um, the dynasty that was in charge of Iran originally blamed uh, Islamic Marxists, and there's a long shadow cast over this film about the way in which, like, essentially Marxists and leftists were were scapegoated, uh, or specifically religious terrorists slash leftists were scapegoated for the arson. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So and and it ended with it ended with like a trial. Um, well, three of three of it was like four dudes who set the fire. Three of them died in the fire. One of them was put to trial later and put to death. Um, but the film uh, Careless Crime uh, is kind of a it's kind of a meditation on that. It brings it up a lot. It uh, and it it talks a lot about the movie that it occurred during. Um, basically, it was the the fire occurred during a showing of a film called The Deer, which I'm now super interested to check out. Yeah, no, I I, I immediately like went and added it to my letterbox. I read up a little bit on it, like very very briefly. Again, like we we did just finish watching this, like probably. 30, 40 minutes ago. Yeah. 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 Super recently. Uh, but, uh, it's really, it's really, really interesting. Uh, this movie, so careless crime is in and of itself, like a kind of self-referential title as well, because in this movie, there's kind of three concurrent plot lines. And one of the plot lines is this movie that is playing diegetically in this, in this movie, which is going to get hard to explain with words verbally really quickly here. Yeah, it's, it's a, it is definitely a film which very similar to close up is interested in sort of looking at the ways fiction and, and reality blend because the cinema yeah. definitely very interested in it, but it goes even further in that it is a fictional movie that has a movie within the movie that is also called careless crime that also talks about the, the fire uh, during the showing of the deer. And when within that film is a scene in which they watch a scene from the movie, the deer and we, the audience, watch like them watching it while also the audience that we're like is is in the real film that we're watching is watching that scene on screen it's uh it's a lot i i actually i really really fucking love this movie this this movie did a lot of really really cool shit being kind of a meditation on that history uh the movie the way that it explores it is uh super super interesting jay i know that i i'm sure that you'd uh, well, I'm I'm absolutely certain that you noticed that the movie kind of hits you over the head with it, but like, there's a lot of scenes where they, um, where where characters are kind of repeating themselves, and it it gives this general sort of impression of like history repeating itself. Uh, like at the very beginning of the movie, the character says that he committed some crime, some arson, like four years ago, and the guy mishears him and says, "Oh, forty years ago," um, and he has to like correct him, it's, which is a great line because he's like forty years. He's like you're not that old, and he's like no, no, no like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like that was intentional because I think him saying forty years, like him mishearing it as forty years ago, puts it within the timeline of the original fires. Yeah. So the guy mistakens him as the original like person who set the fires for a second. It's yeah. There's um. There's that. There's also the the missile within the film within the film right. is said to be a missile that both had fallen like 40 years ago like 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 a little under 40 years ago and then just somehow has like re like reappeared even though like that was in the past yeah like they yeah. say that the bomb had been detonated and that it was already taken care of but they're like well there's no other way that this bomb could have come from so clearly this is that bomb from 40 years ago and we just never discovered it again until now yeah, yeah, there's lots of there's lots of really cool stuff. There's also like there's a bunch of interplay in how kind of the movie itself uh influences like things that are happening in, you know, the real the real world of the film. Um 
there's like in in the movie Careless Crime within the movie Careless Crime, uh, these these two characters um, show this army guy this like magic trick with like a yellow piece of paper, where it just kind of magically appears in one of his pockets, uh, and then later on that same yellow piece of paper appears in like the main character of this film's uh, pocket, like outside of that the context of that movie. Uh, so it's clear that this film has like a lot to say about like the role of cinema and how it, you know, how it influences and how how it kind of reflects our past and, you know, shapes our past or shapes our perception of the past and uh, things like that. Um, the other thing that I uh, quickly wanted to point out uh, is that um, I don't know if you noticed this, but the main character, every time the main character is on screen, the main character of uh, this movie is kind of a pyromaniac. He's actually taking pills uh, for his uh, pyromania. Uh, and like the the very first scene of the movie is him like running into like sanctions. He can't he can't get his medication. Uh, almost every single shot that he's in, there's some sort of light shining directly into the camera so brightly that it like blows out the frame and it's like super white. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. Uh, I'm still kind of piecing together like what my personal interpretation of that is. I I do think like that's kind of meant to mimic uh, sort of like projection um, and how he, in fact, is projecting his own uh, sort of, I guess, attitudes, frustrations uh, and is in turn is in turn blinded by them. But, uh, you know, I don't know. That's that's me uh, kicking rocks around. That's just me thinking thinking out loud here because uh, there's a lot, obviously a lot of ways to interpret that. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely I definitely took it as like it's him constantly doing that. And it's also specifically is coming from behind him. And yeah. uh, uh, so it's not just like there's a projection thing about it. It always feels like pretty much like the... Because there's like a, re- a recurring theme of when they're in the theater of, of people in the theater interacting with and interfering with each other and like like interrupting the movie in some way f- for each other. Mm-hmm. And so I took that as like almost being like trying to recreate the feeling of like somebody standing up and like the getting in front of the projection that like they're as they're like crossing your your lap to like go to the theater there, there's uh, definitely oh, yeah. a few moments of the film feels like it's trying to trying to stress you out and make you think about the possibility of the fact that you are in a theater with possibly several hundred other people <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, there's there's like a lot of moments where it feels like the movie is almost trying to like freak you out and be like hey wouldn't it be like hey if this happened in your theater like would you be able to get out yeah uh and I feel like that's like I, I feel like like that's the thing that I found really interesting about it is that unlike a lot of films I've seen that sort of talks about uh, like cinema and like what what influence does cinema have on society and whatnot, it's usually a very like uniform relationship. Like like it, it sort of imagines this idea of you, the individual in the theater watching this movie and that experience. But like just that as if the theater is otherwise empty. And I feel like you see that a lot in like the imagery that is used in a lot of movies like that, where it's usually a person in a in a theater that is essentially devoid of anyone else. But right, in this one, right. the emphasis is on 
theaters is crowded, like very crowded, very like social spaces. And I thought that was like really cool. Like the, just seeing characters like smoking in a movie theater and that being, and like talking to each other, like there's not like a movie going on at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like cities should have like smoking sections. You know what I mean? Like the smoking district. Yeah. (laughs) Where you can smoke inside. yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool kids district. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, that, that was a, that was such a, that was like a really, really important part of it. Um, yeah, the movie, the movie also does so much with its own, like, kind of structure and the way that it, you know, like tries to tell the story. Uh, probably one of my favorite scenes is actually, um, in the middle of, kind of in the middle of the movie towards the end a little bit. Uh, there was this part where the camera kept kind of circling around and like following different characters it was actually uh a scene that takes place in careless crime the movie within the movie careless crime uh, yeah <laughs> that's not going to get easier uh as this episode keeps going but you know stick with it um but yeah they're they're kind of like circling around and they're having like all of these intersecting uh discussions and instead of like cutting at any point or cutting back uh, the actors just kind of keep running through the same dialogue over and over and over and over again. Like they're kind of stuck in the same scene. Uh, it, it it's so it's so cool too because it also makes the the timeline of these conversations like very difficult to follow because yeah. characters will like break the sequence of events that we like saw in order to essentially restart the conversation tree so that you can follow like, okay, but where did the conversation from this person's point of view go? Yeah. Yeah. And then it all just like loops back into itself. But then when it loops into itself at that end, it's like, Oh, actually that's the conclusion of all of these dialogues. Yeah. And it's a really important scene because it's, it's, it's super confusing and everything just kind of like, Everything kind of just flows into flows into each other, uh, but they're the whole time they're like kind of shooting the shit and they're like talking about they're trying to figure out like a character's name in the movie and like who that character was, uh, and like they're trying to remember who's who because a character has like multiple names, but they're trying to figure out if it's the same character, um, which in the context of a movie that is about a historical event. Seems pretty, seems pretty loaded. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, try, maybe trying to say something about, how, you know, the complexity of, like, stories being kind of retold and retold and how, like, this obviously, like, it's a huge tragedy, um, you know, to have to meditate on. Like, 400 fucking people. Holy shit. Uh, but and and is like a huge part of your like the country's history that it's being filmed in yeah because it is like recognized as like a tragedy that essentially led towards like more political tra- like more political unrest and tragedy because of that it's right. it it's it it it's very much so it's like it, uh, take any like terrorist attack within like your own country essentially and imagine that it occurred in a cinema and then someone trying to make a movie about it like 40, 50 years later, basically. Or not about it, but, like, mediating on it, and it's, like, ongoing effects today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's an important scene also where the main character is uh, kind of going through this, like, cinema history museum. uh, And the museum doesn't really, like, play up, like, oh, this was a good thing, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, the museum has, like, a really, really neutral tone about the, um, about, about the event itself, about the, the, it's referred to historically as a crime. 
Uh, yeah. But then the museum is like, oh, but it precipitated this, uh, you know, revolution of 1979, which was our glorious revolution and, you know, brought us to where we are today. And it was, and it was, the revolution was great. Um, which, like, that has to be just such a complex thing to sit with. And I mean, I don't even, you know, there, there's there's plenty of things in American history are, that are also like that, that are just like insanely terrible thing precipitated, you know, some sort of like, like extreme amount of change in a short time. Uh, but th- those are just uh, very kind of interesting things to meditate on. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um and I feel like it. I feel like it does it really like well. I mean, admittedly, I I don't have the kind of point of reference, honestly. Like to sort of mentally translate it in my mind, I was kind of treating it as like almost as like okay, I, I will make this the American version of something like say like a, a mass shooting here. Sure. Because yeah. that's that's kind of the the vibe that I got from it was that it was it was that sort of thing of just like. <laughs> Uh, there's like that scene where one of the characters is talking about like, there's been 30 cinema file, like cinema fires this year. And they're arguing over the numbers of it and whether or not like you can trust the reports about it. And so I was like, okay, so like cinema fire, like maybe in Iran that has the same like public consciousness fix, like fixation as like mass shootings basically. Yeah. Although <laughs> the unfortunate thing about that comparison is that if, 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 <laughs> If the fire happens in a theater in Iran, you get a revolution. If a shooting happens in a theater in America, you don't get midnight showings anymore, and then nothing else happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't get midnight what? showings, and uh, we get a, we get a we get a documentary by Michael Moore. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this country? What is like the deal? I I, I mean I will say uh, <laughs> the one thing is that like with uh, with regards to conspiracy theorists, whenever they have their conspiracies about like mass shootings and stuff, I have a hard time buying them because I'm like I don't know if the, if the government's attempt was to affect change of them, it, <laughs> at some point they're gonna be like it's not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like it's pretty clearly like not working. <laughs> like nothing <laughs> nothing has changed. Yeah. One small thing about the movie, the, the 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 movie within a movie, Careless Crime, which is in within the movie, Careless Crime, <laughs> has a lot of really really cool stuff in it. A lot of like really sort of strange like magical realism stuff. Things kind of tend to repeat. Um, there's this. There's like a lot of yeah. There's just a lot of magical realism. Uh, one really really interesting effect that I actually am not sure <laughs> how they did. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested to, I don't know, maybe, maybe find that out or, you know, maybe not, but early in the movie, they kind of hint toward a stream where you can't see your reflection. Um, and there's yeah. all this, there's all this great subtext of the main character, uh, of the movie within the movie, Carol's Crime and from the movie, Carol's Crime, uh, not being able to see his own reflection because he did something horrible in the past. He ran over his family, uh, in a car so he can't look in the rear view mirror, um, which you know, some subtle, uh, some subtle things going on there with the rest of the movie. Uh, but they, they arrive at this stream and they, there's like this story about how the stream doesn't reflect anything and it's controlled by like this witch basically. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's like a fun little bit of flavor text, but they actually show it. Uh, and sure yeah. enough, this water does not have a reflection. How did they, how did they do that? And, and then it, and then it gets a reflection. Yeah. Like that's, that, that was the effect of it that drew attention to me. Cause I was willing to accept that it was like, okay, whatever. They did some cool trick, but then like, uh, this director 
famously, like the thing that got me interested in watching this was that they had done a movie called Fish and Cat. Fish and Cat, yeah, which is like an Iranian slasher horror film. Uh, mm. that's all done in one shot, and cool. also like, but it's like also done in one shot, like over the course of like a lot of time, and it's supposed to be really, really good. Um, and the thing that got me interested, and the thing that I noticed in this is that there's definitely a level of, uh, like he, this guy loves his really long shots that make you go, wait, how did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he does them really well. And that is one of them is it, it's at the, at the end of the film, there's the story he's also told about. Uh, the woman catching the missile in her sack as it blew across, like after seeing it go across the reflection of the lake. And then he gets this box that he unlocks and there's a sack inside of it and he opens it and it makes the sound of like a missile coming out, but he doesn't see it. And then the camera kind of like follows the path of like where it would have gone out across the river and there's no reflection. And then like a rock drops into it. And then like suddenly like everything that is like surrounding it is now reflected in the water. Yeah. And this is all done in like one shot. And I saw that and I was like, how, how, how did you do that? <laughs> how <laughs> fucking how it's, it's, actually, how, it's how did extremely, you do that? <laughs> yeah. It's extremely impressive. Um, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. And a lot of like a lot of little cute things like lines that they say in the movie within the movie character's crime and then the movie character's crime that, like get repeated outside of it um you know like the same the same kind of small talk and like conversation conversations happen uh within and outside of the movie uh yeah really 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 cool really effective uh what did you think of the crazy puppet costume that's on the poster wait I think I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen the poster, so let me look at the poster. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or at least I haven't seen that. Oh, that guy! Yeah. Okay, that's, like, another thing is, like, there's there's some things that I'm, like, I saw that guy, and I'm, like, is this, like... Because, like, he just sees the guy... He sees this guy at the start of the film, but it looks like it's a person in a costume. But then at the end of the film, it does not appear to be a person in a costume. It appears to be an actual puppet man. <laughs> a slender man, if you will. <laughs> a slender, a slender puppet, puppet man. So I'm very <laughs> unsure. Like, I, I definitely took that guy as being kind of, um, like, there, there's a level of, so, so another, a big thing in this film is definitely the the idea of films as illusions. Yeah. And those illusions as being ways of manipulating you. And so I kind of took that as because there's a lot of stuff in this one that's not subtle as like literally like you are the puppet to the puppet master that you can't see because he looks like a marionette. So it, it feels like he is like like an actor being controlled by a character you don't see on a screen. Here is a puppet who is being controlled by a character you don't see on screen. Right. Um. Because there's like within the film, within the film, the the two girls who are screening deer are constantly doing these illusions. And there's even a line about how they have a rope that appears like it's going into the sky. And one of the guys is like, yeah, I went up to it and it's like not. It's just like an elaborate like series of like pullers and levies. It's it's they're very, very good at like messing with us and making us think that there's more going on than there is. Yeah. Which 
I, I that um, kind of that kind of comes to a head at the end of the movie when the puppet is like showing him the missile as as seemingly as kind of a way to draw a comparison between the act of like the arson and the act of like dropping a missile. Oh yeah, and 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 even like I wonder if because like a I mean the title of the film obviously careless crime. Uh, and the guilt of the character within the film, within the film about his careless crime and the way in which the film kind of opens with like all of these facts about the original cinema burning, where it's basically like the cinema burning was as awful as it was because of just a series of like extremely unfortunate carelessness. Yeah. Which yeah. We, we also like almost immediately start seeing being recreated in this film to like stress the audience out. Like one of the first things that we see before that explanation of everything that's going on is that the theater that the film largely takes place in, uh, we see that it's just been renovated and they're talking about how it's not up to code and how he's like, well, I don't care if it's not up to code. It's like bigger now. I think even since it goes from 400 to 700 seats, the implication being that like, there's even more people who can die now. <laughs> God. Yeah, and there's all of this, like, there's all this talk about, like, oh, it's too, it's too hard for us to, you know, to, to mediate fights when people come in the front door, and it's, like, after we let people in, and blah, 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 which, like, you know, relatable, and there's also, like, this great, like, really funny line and scene about, or where uh, one of the characters is like, yeah, I called in the arson thread. It was it was fake. I just didn't want people to come because this actor's really popular and I don't want to work more. <laughs> Which that also was, that was such a funny scene. That was such really? a good scene. It was just him admitting that, like, yeah, I faked an arson threat because I didn't want to work that. I didn't want to work <laughs> that show. Really relatable. Uh, also, also tapping head noted. <laughs> I will remember that. <laughs> Yeah, no, this will come in handy in the future. Yeah, that stuff is all that stuff is all really, really on the nose. It's also really funny when uh, kind of toward the end of the movie, uh, one of the theater workers comes out and he sees he obviously doesn't notice that the lobby is covered in like paint thinner gas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, because because they they even mentioned earlier, he goes, uh, the the, the paint thinner that they're using has like a thing in it to kind of cover up the smell. But like he definitely doesn't notice that there's like shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, wet. Yeah, that's why it's, like, I'm excited to go back and rewatch this at some point, because it took me a bit to kind of, like, figure out where it was going. Because all, all of these stories kind of start, uh, there's, like, several different threads that are going on that don't seem connected until they all start to converge. Right, um, yeah. For a bit, I even thought that I had, like, tricked myself into thinking that the movie from the movie was a movie. <laughs> because... That that plot line doesn't start until like that's like I want to say like an hour in like an hour in so yeah. almost halfway through the film is when they start the movie if in a movie that is called Careless Crime and I was like wait is this is this the movie that they were discussing earlier or is this like is this the movie is is this kind of the movie they're discussing earlier but also these are events that are literally happening somewhere else and it wasn't until like near the end that like it kind of confirms that like yes these events that we have been showing you are a film that is occurring within the film that you were watching yeah 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 whereas like which continues into that like the the film very much so playing around with like the ideas of like what is and isn't fiction what is like how how films influence the real world 
Yeah, so so interesting. This movie, I mean, it's about it's like two hours fifteen. Um, it's really, really, really dense. There's a, there's a whole lot of characters. I actually kind of like there's one of the like the third plot line is kind of about all of these like workers and like students, and it doesn't really focus on anyone in particular. Um, there's uh one character name I remember is Layla, which is also referenced in Carol's Crime, the movie within a movie, Carol's Crime. Uh. And like a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, like I, I, I definitely, I don't want to say that it's like not important, but it's, it's definitely like it's, it's, it kind of, it kind of feels a lot like set dressing. It feels like it's kind of setting up, you know, the sort of general like life circumstances of everybody. Uh, but that stuff was super convoluted. There's a character who's trying to like get rid of a bunch of movie posters and uh, there's like a, a plot. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't really I, it was moving pretty quickly. So I wasn't really following that aspect of it like super closely. Um, yeah. But there is definitely a whole shitload, uh, a whole shitload of fuck in the words of uh the angry video game nerd uh, going on in this movie. Careless crime. They should. Well, they should have taken better care of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my angry video game nerd impression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Buffalo diarrhea dog shit coming out of my ass. It was what this movie wasn't. Yeah. No, this movie was uh, Buffalo diarrhea dog shit uh, coming into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also, despite being two hours and 19 minutes, I think the second, only the second longest film that we will be watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we've got a slate of other movies for for the uh, Chicago Film Festival that we're watching. One of them one of them appears to be almost three hours long, um, which is gonna be great. Very excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I was looking up to see if Careless Crime had gotten picked up for distribution here yet. Um, it is something uh, that is like being currently uh, shopped around at a pretty decent number of international film festivals. And a lot of film festivals are going online this year. So, you know, check out, to see if there's any that are local to you that like, yeah. maybe you can sign up for. And if not, hopefully uh, this will get picked up for more Western distribution. Cause right now the only ones I'm seeing is that it's getting uh, picked up for distribution in Germany, Austria and Switzerland. Well, to our German, Austrian, and Swiss, and Swiss uh, listeners, please check out this movie. And if any of our U.S. listeners yeah. find distribution, please check out this movie. It's uh, it's pretty long, but it's pretty it's pretty damn worth it. It's it's if you if you're a fan of uh, kind of uh, you know snaky narrative, you know this the whole. Uh, kind of time time vortex stuff in storytelling uh this movie is definitely for you and if you get a chance to find a copy of fish and cat it's i know very hard to find apparently uh apparently check that out i've heard nothing but extremely good about it i'm actually currently uh having now seen one of his other films uh elbowing my friend to be like okay listen i know i know you must have hunted down a copy of this at some point because you are this is one of your favorite iranian films so please uh share it with me <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i i'm super 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 interested now that now that i've watched this um especially especially given that it's that it's a horror something horror by this director uh, that sounds fucking awesome I, I did like the sort of like random incidental characters that were like sort of surrounding the 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 theater itself, like um, the, the the couple in the theater 
where she's like, oh, the guy next to me, uh, his thigh is touching my thigh. And he's like, oh, okay. She's like, but don't say anything about it. I don't want you to make a scene. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And then he like looks over and he's like, that dude's like super old. And she's like, well, that just makes it worse. And I'm like, well, if you don't want me to say anything, then like you can say something. And she's like, I'll say something if it's a problem. And he's like, okay. And then just like <laughs> sits for like a second and then literally does the like, I just think it's funny that <laughs> like gets mad at him that he like didn't pick a fight with this old man. <laughs> yeah. It's super funny. And he, and he keeps Very... bringing up that the guy looks like an older version of him. Yeah, he's like, he's like, that dude looks like a, like, and it's funny because I don't think they even show the guy. Like, I think when the camera's panning down to them, it moves, it like moves too quickly. So you don't get a good look at this guy. So you were just watching this like couple, like quietly argue about this old man sitting next to them and whether or not he looks like a 20 year old, like a plus 20 years older version of the boyfriend. And also whether or not the boyfriend should like threaten to kick his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep, it's yeah. There's a, there's a lot of really good like little interactions and stuff in the movie as well. Uh, so you know, don't just come for the uh, timey wimey wibbly wobbly shit. That timey wimey shit. Yeah, that come for the goofy goofy shit. Uh, many <laughs> come come for the film commentary. Stay uh, because it's a really good movie. And you should you should watch it. Yeah. Like Careless Crime, we've got a bunch of uh, bunch of films from the Chicago Film Festival in our docket. Um, if you live in the Midwest, you can join us. Uh, and if you don't live in the Midwest, uh, I guess you're shit out of luck. Uh, yeah, I guess there's absolutely no way that, um, for example, ExpressVPN, <laughs> is, uh, who's not sponsoring us, by a couple the way. dozen who has a couple dozen servers in Chicago uh, and is currently. Um, how much is it right now? You don't even have a thing on your website. Why would you not on your front page tell me how much your product is? Okay, <laughs> you know what? Don't use ExpressVPN. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. Um, Find a VPN. But yeah, that works like, for you. Well, listen, I listen, listen. I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna lay this down. Um, I don't want to be like screwed the film festivals, but I feel like we're not big enough that we're fucking over film festivals on this. And film festivals have long like championed on being excru- fairly exclusionary by both price point and access point. Uh, and yeah, now yeah, because yeah. of COVID, you can just use a VPN and just buy tickets at a film festival <laughs> and just yeah. go watch the movie whenever you want because they have to give it to you as a streaming product now. And thankfully, um, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, theater capacity or uh, fire exits. Uh, or anything like that. At least, at least I hope not. And I'm you can virtual... smoke indoors while you're watching it if you really <laughs> want to. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the virtual world, bitch. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we're helping because it's you know you still got to pay for the you still got to pay for admission. So if you're if you're flying in from some crazy part of the world on on some magical VPN school bus, uh, then you know so be it. I guess to an extent, be fair. I, I think from what I saw, due to uh, distribution rights, it sounds like a lot of them do actually have, like, air quotes, limited tickets. Um, but I, I, it's kind of like I assume how... So with the Chicago Film Festival, only a couple of the films are region-locked. And I assume that that just has something to do with, like, licensing agreements. Yeah, well... We're we're elbowing so, our way forward in line here. 
Yeah, but that's why I'm saying, you know, like the the amount of people who listen to us is a is a very good amount. We're not gonna I'm not gonna poo poo on that, uh, but it's not enough that we're gonna like screw over the film festival industry. Just just yeah, come on to smuggle people <laughs> we in. All, we all know. We all know. Listen, listen. It we now actually <laughs> have the time uh, ability to watch film festival movies without being rich uh, or it being our literal job to go see film festival movies. Yeah. Yeah, so fuck you, fuck the film industry, fuck you, Holly Weird. Yeah, so uh, take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and happy Halloween. Happy <laughs> Halloween. <all> us. <laughs> <laughs> From us to you. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try to have this up before the Saturday stream of Plan 9. Uh, if I didn't miss it, then come join us on Saturday the 17th. We're going to be streaming Plan 9 on our YouTube channel. Yeah. If I did miss it, go watch the highlight reel, um, the VOD or whatever you want to call it. That's I'll probably put up at some point. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be that's going to be really, really fun. Um, yeah. And uh, we're, we're actually doing it partially for our uh, throws it back special. Yeah. Um, which is going to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be about plan nine because people voted for it. And while we were looking into it, we found out, hey. Plan 9 uh, is public domain. <laughs> so we can just do that if we want. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck the rules, even though this is specifically not against any rules. Yeah. No, it's actually it's actually fairly permissible material. <laughs> uh, um, but all the same, come join us. Yeah. And uh, keep it locked for more Chicago Film Festival uh, flicks. We've got a non... Uh, we've got a pretty loosey-goosey list of... Uh, shit that we're going to be checking out for the next few weeks so we're we're definitely going to be updating you guys on our choices and and let us know what you're watching in the commenteronies uh or on our huh on our what our our wait are are, are we announcing that is that a thing uh i i assume so yeah all right, yeah, fuck it. Join our discord. <laughs> our discord. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a link down below. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got some patron exclusive channels, but it's going to be open for everybody. Get coming out. I'm Jay Bear Hat. I am Baru. Um, as film critters, thank you for supporting us. Yay. Bye. Bye.